see you again. Nice to see you too, Mason. So, who's going to win the Super Bowl this year? It's a little early to tell, but looking at it right now, I would like to see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. The Chiefs? Yeah, the Chiefs have a second-year quarterback. He he signed the bench last year, but they traded away their starter just so they could start him this year. And he's been he's been fucking killing it. He scored ten As touchdowns he, the first two weeks. Is weren't they doing pretty good last year too? Yeah, no, no. Last year they did. I think they made the playoffs last year, and then they traded that quarterback away. So here's my question, then: How does a team go from being the best to, you know, not even being on the map the next year? That's. I, I mean, I know they trade people away, but you look at a team like the Eagles who are not doing so well, and even the Patriots, they're not doing well either. So what what makes a team, how, like, I mean, are they trading away that many players, or what makes them go from a Super Bowl status to, you know, not even ranked? Well, so I, I don't think the Patriots and Eagles are the best example for that. But I would say a couple of years back, if you look at, like, the Seahawks, the Seahawks used to be, top dogs and then they just slowly collapse out for them it's getting it's not necessarily giving away too many players because like the Patriots have repeatedly done well and they haven't had like the same team in the Super Bowl like more than twice so it's it's getting rid of like key players like impact players people who are who are, who are too important to lose and I think that's where teams, I guess, drop. They get rid of like one of their most important players. Now, do they? Is our players allowed to leave on their own uh, volition? Is that a thing when their contract runs out? Yeah. So when their contract runs out, they can either re-sign or they can uh, find a new team. So that's that's probably one of the biggest reasons why a team would drop in their success just because they, they they don't have the money to pay them like they have too many important players and they have to pick and choose which players to keep or they just yeah that's basically it they have to pick and choose at the end of the day what do you think about uh lebron james joining the lakers is that a game changer i when before he joined the lakers if the lakers would have gotten somebody else not just LeBron James. Like, I, I don't think LeBron James would be in the finals. He's been in the finals since the... There's third graders who haven't seen anyone else in the finals. Except for LeBron James. And this will be the first year just because it's just LeBron James on that team. There's a couple young guys, but other than that, the Golden well, State's the, too the, good. The Lakers are historically... Uh, very good. I mean, if if I'm not mistaken, still the overall wins in all of the NBA is still, uh, what is it, number one Celtics, number two Lakers, due to just the absolute dominance those teams had over the years. And a lot of, a lot of it was, it was a lot of it was back in the day, but still. So, I mean, are you telling me that LeBron, you're telling me that if LeBron's the key player and he was able to make it to the finals, that the rest of his team on the Cavaliers were that much better than the team that the Lakers is bringing to support him. If you're talking supporting players. All right. So basically last year's Cavaliers team 
is better than this year's Lakers team. And the Cavaliers got smoked by the Golden State Warriors, which they're both in the West now. LeBron's in the West with the Golden State. The Rockets are in the West too. They have Chris Paul and yeah, Chris Paul and James Harden. He's going to have a lot tougher road than he did in the East. I don't I don't think he'll make it to the finals. I think Lakers will have a winning season, which will be the first in like three years, I think. They'll go positive. But other than that, they'll win a couple playoff games. Where where what even where did the Golden State Warriors even come from? I'll be honest, I never even heard of that. I didn't even know it was a thing. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, Steph Curry and the Golden State is unbeatable. How did how did a team that I no I didn't even know existed? all of a sudden be so dominant so uh, i think it was just because uh they had a a team where at first they were just a bunch like above average mediocre players like around that range but they worked so well together where they were just massively successful and then to add to that they signed kevin durant so they became almost unbeatable is kevin durant that good yeah, Kevin Durant's probably a top five player in the league. Steph Curry's the top five player in the league. And then they have supporting players on that team who are top 20 players in the league, probably top 15. And at, at that point, like, so basically they formed a super team just, just to beat everybody, get, those, uh, get the championship trophy. Where is Golden State? Is that out of Sacramento? Or yeah, I I know it's Northern California. That's interesting. I know, I've never really paid too much attention to Golden State until recently. Right. I mean, I I grew up watching the Lakers. I mean, some our listeners probably don't like that, but I've always hated the Lakers. I don't like that. <laughs> oh, you're like a Heat fan. Yeah. And that think... I was a Heat fan before they got LeBron. Do you think that was a Good deal for not even LeBron. I'm thinking before that, when uh, was it a, uh, when the Lakers got rid of Shaq? Should they? You think keeping Kobe over Shaq was the move? Uh, long term was the move. Short term, it probably wasn't the move. But I don't know. There's there's an argument that uh, Shaq is responsible for a couple of Kobe's rings. I love Shaq. Shaq's. Shaq's an awesome guy. I mean, he, he deserves his own episode, but that man, you know, have you seen the commercial, the Shaqtis? No, I haven't. It, it's like, it's a Super Bowl commercial, I think. I don't know what they're sponsoring, but it's it's super funny. He walks out into the, they're out in the, the desert. He's with one of his homies and he goes, check it out. It's the Shaqtis. And it's this cactus that looks like Shaq or has his numbers <laughs> or something on it. And he's like, don't touch it. You can't touch it. <laughs> it's just like I don't know. Shaq does some funny things. He's doing all these commercials. He and he's not only commercials, but he owns what is it, twenty six Popeyes in the Atlanta region, something like that. Where you know he really transferred his wealth into uh, infrastructure and into continual businesses that uh, can continue to be successful. Well, yeah, Pretty and pr- and not just business. I don't know. He's He's become more of a celebrity too. He he's done like he's been in a couple of comedy movies and uh, he's a funny person too. He's not just right. like a super serious guy. I know he's a fun guy to just on a just on a on a quick business note though. 
you look at someone like Shaq, who is extremely wealthy, you know, a celebrity, one of the best athletes ever, and he owns 26 Popeyes, which is, I believe it's 26, but think about how many that is. And they say he owns 26 Popeyes in these couple of counties in part of Atlanta. Like, imagine who the person who owns a thousand Popeyes. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy that it seems like he is so rich and owns so many like businesses, and it's like barely even a couple counties. You know what I mean? Like, it's just business. Business is very interesting when you look at people that are just massively successful. It's very. It's very, it's very interesting, I think, just to see success and see the way people grow through business. Well, yeah. So, like, like he came from sports, and now he's successful in the business aspect. Like, yeah, he had the money to fund it, but not anyone can just own a restaurant. It still takes work, you know what I mean? Now to own 26 of them, that's nuts. Right, he's definitely intelligent, and... Uh, that's it's a key to being well rounded, but it's also you know when you think about someone being an athlete, you gotta uh, you know how many people waste their money just living it up because unfortunately, and I'm not gonna say it's a a factual thing because you'll see people like we talked about in our one of our last episodes where you definitely can be both and you should be both, but a lot of times. Athletes don't focus so much in academics, so they end up wasting all their money just because they don't know what to do with it. But if you just buy yourself a couple of a couple of McDonald's, I mean, it's not sexy and it's not desirable, but you're sustainable. You know what I mean? It's it's always good to transfer your money into something that's not just, you know, savings. Well, like especially in sports where you only play until you're like thirty five in a lot of sports. Right. So what do you do after you're 35? You have all this money. It's, it's going to run out if you don't do anything. Right. No, so completely. Like, I... You throw it in a couple restaurants. You could even do that while you're still playing. So by the time you're out, it's just it's fully developed and you're just hanging out. You have a constant flow of income, especially 26 Popeyes. 26 Popeyes, that, that has to bring in a couple million a year. Right. And yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. And I think that that, that connection there is something to really not take for granted is that educate, it's not even education because I mean, that's what we're going to talk about today is just how to the, the intricacies of business, the intricacies of, you know, setting yourself up where it's not, it's not an incredible investment. It's not way difficult, but if you do it right and you do it smart, you can definitely set yourself up for success. And it's, it's really, it's a mindset and, you know, we're going to talk about it because I've, I mean, one of the things that I've noticed, Nick, is as we continue to grow our businesses and we continue to learn and develop ourselves is you see how, how in line we are with other people. And, and that's, that's one of the biggest things is it's not those motivational speakers. It's not the people who are claiming to be a guru of business, a guru of success, a guru of money making, but just to see in line with people who their actions speak for themselves, people who are just naturally successful. And uh, when you when you look at 
the way they do business and the way they lead their lives and the things that they have done to get be successful themselves, you start to see a connection. And I, I'm honestly very proud of it. I'm, I'm very proud that because, I mean, we talk about the, the need for connections a lot, but I think when we first started, we didn't. We didn't like go out there and start to build connections with people. I think we did the vast majority of the groundwork ourselves, just you and me. And just to see how we created so much on our own and it happens to be exactly in line with a multitude of other successful people. It's, it's, I don't know, it's something to be proud of. Yeah, well, yeah, I, th- I think uh, we talked about it, uh, I think, last week where where I saw something on Facebook and it, it's someone who has like, I think a million followers or something. And they, they posted something similar that w- we've said on the show before. And I'm like, we came up with that. Just us two, just talking, researching, thinking, right? just keeping our mind running. And then you see this successful person posting the same thing or like, saying the same stuff. And it, I think it just shows how, anyone can get to the same ideas and be successful at at the end of the day it's it's the same basic concept it's just you have to put in the work to do it right and that's another thing though is to show that it's a mindset and it's a switch to be flipped it's a proactive personality it's not just well, let me just study this person and read their book and then I'm just going to copy what they're doing verbatim because that's not the way it works. You don't just go and replicate someone else's exact success. What you do is you learn and you learn from all these people and you teach yourself the process and then you flip the switch and then you do it on your own. It's somewhere they say you can um, you can give a man a fish and he's satisfied for a day. You teach him the fish and he eats forever and just eats nothing but sashimi for the rest of his life or whatever. But you know what I mean though? It's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a trivial saying, but it holds weight. You know, you, you, you can go and you can try to just replicate verbatim what someone else has done, or you can look deeper and realize that it's not just what did this person do to be successful? I need to do the same thing. And it's more of, how did he do it? What was his thought process? What was his, what was his, you know, effort level? What was his thought process? What was he doing? What, you know, what did he, what kind of ideas were he, was he creating or she, you know, how did they balance relationships, friendships, and uh, business uh, relationships to plan and create this lifestyle, this network of success that, brought them to where they are you know what I mean and that's definitely that's definitely what we've done and it's start we're starting to see the the uh snowball effect it's just what you have to transform yourself from being somebody who is complacent to somebody who is uh driving to be successful and then well yeah well something we do on this show is like we're not telling people the ideas to be successful. We're not telling people some like great thing, like get rich quick thing. It's more like we're giving you guidelines and then the, the guidelines are just what keeps you on the right path. Everything else to get there is on your own. You have to come up with your ideas. You have to put in your work. 
You have to have that mindset. Right. Well, the forefront of our entire philosophy starts with what's your personal definition of success. And once you define that on your own, that's where the work begins. It's funny because you see all these people who, uh, you know, are like, well, here's the three tips to uh, being a real estate magnate and pay me a hundred bucks and I'll teach you, you know, and it's, it's, it's wild because you see it everywhere and it's like, all right, you're just trying to make money. You're trying to have someone pay you to teach them how to be successful. That's not the way it is because everyone's going to be different. So I don't, I, it's, it's honestly a ripoff because what you can learn from one Milton Friedman book is vastly more useful than what you can learn from these people who charge you thousands of dollars to teach you economics and business. And for those of you who don't know who Milton Friedman is, he's a interesting economist. And uh, I, I don't know. Do you know who he is, Nick? Yeah, no, no. He's, uh, he's one of the greater econo- economics writers out there. He, I've learned a lot from reading Milton Friedman, but but I would say at the end of the day, this shows more of like a philosophy, and ph- philosophy is meant to guide you, not necessarily get you there. To get you there is all all yourself. It, it's right. it's all the little things like like coming up with your idea. Getting, getting hard, doing the hard work, networking, knowing what you need to do, learning from people, finding a mentor. Right. No, definitely. And, you know, one of the things you can do is don't save your wealth. I think that that's one of the biggest things is a lot of people, you know, they open IRAs and they'll, they'll try to invest and say, well, you know, if I put in 300 bucks a month into this account, when I'm 65, my what I've saved up compounding plus my uh, Social Security plus this and that, I'll have, you know, this amount of money and then it'll last me this long. And, you know, they say, oh, and then when I, I can live a peaceful retirement where I am uh, never have to worry about money again. Well, my question is, what do you even need money for when you're 65? <laughs> I, 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 what, what do you do? Or what can you do? Can you swim? Maybe. Can you? I, I don't know. Like, can you? What I like to do, I like to snowboard. And I just like to think that, you know, when I'm 65, maybe because I'll be practiced. But like most people, you can't just, you can't just, you know, waste your time and your effort now in the hopes that one day you'll be free enough to and rich enough to pay for the dreams that you for what foregone that were foregone earlier in your life. It doesn't make any sense. And, uh, you know, when you talk about it money wise, yeah, you might have a million dollars when you're 65, but I think that for every year that you save, the dollar's worth 10 times as much. So if you make a dollar when you're 50, okay, it's worth a dollar. But if you make that same dollar when you're 30, I think it's worth 100 times as much money because now you can, you know, you have that dollar there to spend while you're young, to spend on, oh, you know, 
maybe it's just something that you want to do personally, or maybe it's to give your kids or your family a better life. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it, it doesn't have to be shallow, but at the same time, having money when you're 65 isn't going to benefit you. And then by the time you know it, you know, you're going to end up, you know, this country's going to end up having the, uh, what, what is the tax they want to implement where the inheritance tax, where anything you saved up to give to your kids is going to be, you know, taken by the government anyways. Yeah, the state tax. Yeah. But yeah, that that's... Well, well I, I thought it was funny that you mentioned, uh, like, IRAs. And I, I, I remember... This was a couple of years ago. You were you were trying to get me all in on IRS before oh, yeah. we started this. Before we even had this idea, you were pushing it hard. You're like, "Hey, dude, you gotta get into this, man. When you're 65, you're gonna have like millions." Right. <laughs> but then I realized. But then I realized. Why? So you're gonna put all this money into there, and then we're gonna have a financial recession again, which is expected every 10 years and we're way overdue right now which that's not to be pessimistic maybe we wait another 10 years but at some point before we're 65 there's going to be another financial crisis and what you're going to lose it all why not invest that money in yourself on your human capital on your own business to where it's not a five percent interest rate or a three percent interest rate or whatever it is it's a exponential growth based on that business that is living and breathing and growing with your effort and your knowledge why not invest in that? And it's 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 a proactive mindset that's kind of different for a lot of people. But you know, I, I listened. To, I I uh, heard someone say once, you know, even if you're going to, it said first of all, you shouldn't pay anyone to invest your money for you. But even if you're going to do it, why would you not learn and read up on? how to invest your money so at least you can tell that they're doing it right you know what i mean and then at that point if you already are knowledgeable enough to double check the person that you're paying to play with your money for you you might as well just do it on your own why would you ever have someone else invest your money for you and why would you invest it at all because if you are comfortable and you're uh experienced enough in investing money, why would you ever just give it to a bank? Why would you not invest in a company in something that has more potential? And yeah, it might be a little bit riskier than an index fund that's gonna just give you a flat amount of money and is, you know, long term expected to make you, you know, a certain amount of money over the next thirty years. But why? Why well why not why not have fun with it, first of all? Why I mean and who knows? Who knows what you can accomplish? Invest it in yourself. Invest it in your human capital. Invest it in your own personal business. That's the way I look at it. Well, well, like one of the best ways to get to not have to wait till you're 65 to be rich is uh, owning your own business. So, like, whatever you're doing right now, like whatever your job is, and you're just slaving away at your job and then slaving getting ready away. for your retirement 25 years or 25 years away and you retire be comfortable or you could be the one who is proactive take the risk for example engineering if if you're an engineer you work for somebody engineers make good money i'll just say like a hundred thousand a year 
make hundred thousand a year. You get comfortable. You retire at sixty-five, and you just hang out there. Or you you can take the risk, try to make way more than a hundred thousand dollars a year by employing other engineers. You already know how engineering works. You already know the the steps it does to be successful in engineering. You just gotta learn how to transition your skills over. Right. It's 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 learning how to monetize your skills is what it is because. I mean, we, we talk about it literally every episode. You have to take advantage of the knowledge and skills you already have. That's where you're going to make your money. And, you, you know, you can learn new skills along the way. But if you already have an interest and you already have a skill set, you already have, uh, you know, a set of knowledge that is um, something that you're good at, you take advantage of it. Use it. And if you're an engineer, why not start your own engineering company? If you're already a construction worker, start your own construction company the only difference is how do you transition that skill set and monetize it on a bigger scheme and you know the the biggest reason why people don't do it is because it's risky because you have to take that chance to break free and be independent and you don't have the the security of that employer to to uh, protect you it's you're out on your own you're on your own there's no one there but you but you know what if you're doing something that's truly in line with the skills you already have is it even that big of a risk you know what i mean <laughs> because you already know the ins and outs of it all so you're you can it, i'm not going to say that failure is impossible but failure could be impossible well well so like if if you work for someone else and you have the skill and you're doing that skill all the time, you know how that skill is supposed to work. You know how it's supposed to look. Now all you uh, all you have to find out is how to manage the business side of it. You know what I mean? That, that that's all you got to start learning how to do. And, and I don't think that that involves like school or anything. I would say school. Or this will take us to our next point, actually. Uh, school is probably, I think, irrelevant when it comes to getting rich. So, like, school will help you make 95000 instead of 35000 a year. But it will teach you nothing on how to make a million or more dollars in a year. Like, school is probably great for training your future employees. 100%. That's what it's for. It's to it's to train the experts, and it's no no skin off their back, but it's to train the people that are going to be using those skills in the business. But it's not for the person who's going to be you know owning that business. And yeah. right, I mean, I had I've had so I mean, it's it that's is where it comes back to be, it being a perspective because I've talked to people and it was a, a complete open setting. It was there. I mean, and they they were trying to give advice. Uh, it was an older person. They're trying to get advice and they said, hey, you know, you got to find a location that offers the job that you want in the right business. And then you got to, I mean, you know, maybe you have to accept 40 grand a year, 30, 30 grand a year for the first couple years. And then you can upgrade because then and then at that point, you know, you've got the job experience and then you can make 60 grand a year and he's like oh and then i have a buddy who's you know he's making uh, he just got a raise he's making 90 grand a year and he's you know he's got like three or four years and then he'll retire like you know hopefully one day you guys can all do that as well and i'm like so this man is retiring 
at 90 grand a year, which is not bad, but what? So for the first five years, he made, took in 40 grand a year. Then he got a promotion, made 60. And if you start your own business, you can make way more than that. The average small business makes between 300 and 500 grand a year. And, you know, I guess the first thing I'd say is that people might go, well, it's hard to make your own business. Yeah, it's not going to happen overnight, but it's also not going to take 30 years. If you have, if you, if you actually invest your time properly and you invest your energy properly, it takes about three to seven years to be successful. And I think that's the perfect amount because it weeds out all the people who are just trying to get rich quick. But it also, you know, it's not that long. What is three to seven years, really? Well, yeah, I've talked about it before. Average age, I think, is 78. Three to seven years of, or I'll just say 77, just a... 11 you live 11 times longer than right. the amount of time it would take you to be successful let's say you start when you're 20 27 you have a successful business making 300 to 500 thousand dollars a year and possibly even more if you have the right idea the work ethic i i just don't see how how someone who how people can get comfortable like that. You know what I mean? Get comfortable with the 60 grand a year and just and I, 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 I also think, so we're, we're talking in terms of money because it's the one thing that is uh, synonymous with any business you own. So, you know, you're going to create your own business going to be unique to you. And that's very important. But that's the reason why we're talking in terms of money is because that's the one thing that connects all business. So we're not saying like you, I, I would never, I would never move the Wall Street. Uh, newsflash, I would never move the Wall Street, join the rat race just to make money. I don't care if I'm making a million dollars. You know, I've heard, I know a couple people that work out there and no joke, they work 20 hours a day and you know how they stay awake? They do a lot of cocaine and I mean, not, not, no skin off cocaine's back if that's your thing. But at the same time, that's a rat race, you know, doing a job that you probably don't enjoy. So, I mean, we're not here to focus on money, but the point is if you're making 60K and you're also an employee, so you're probably not doing a job that you entirely love, it's 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 not the move. It's 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 not not the move. Well yeah, well and you see the other thing about having your own business. So yeah, we we talked about earlier, you can have that savings account, sixty five you spend probably more than half of it because it's probably not enough to last you too long. So you spend probably more than half of it and then you pass away. Your kids get the little bit left. If you, the thing about like having your own business is like you have the possibility to hand that down to your kids after, after you're all done. You know what I mean? Right. That's just, I don't know. I, I guess it's more of a legacy thing. It is. I mean, it, it, it's more meaning. Right. And even if, and then, and then you, if you even extrapolate that out and you think about it, 
if even if you're a professional athlete, full on pro, the best of the best. And I'm not actually no, not the best of the best. But if you're making a million dollars a year playing sports, let's talk NFL because it is uh, the season of football. What you let's say so? What do you have? You have to go. To, you have to finish college, right? So you're 22. 23, 23, right? So you're 23, you're in the NFL. What do you have? 10 years? What? As how? What's the average age? Tom Brady's 40, but he's also a quarterback. As a lineman, do you even have 10 years? A uh, lineman probably lasts around 34, maybe 35. So you might have, let's say you have 10 years. You make a million dollars a year. $10 million. All right. Let's say, it's easy math. But you start a business, let's say you don't even start your business till you're 35, but you make 500 grand a year and you have a business for 50 years, you can be 90 years old, still taking in the benefits of a business. It's, 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 you can do whatever you want, but you should always look to transition into a way to control your own source of income because it's, it doesn't end, it's exponential and it's, it's you make you can in the long run you're gonna make more money than a professional athlete you're gonna make more money than a celebrity you're gonna make more money than a politician it's it's the move the director of the CIA makes like at best 200 grand a year you know and look at all the responsibility he has and he probably is doing the job because he loves it but why not do both why not be a shack you do what you love but at the same time, you prep yourself for uh, when it all comes to an end, and it's time for you to. Um... Well, the the thing about like the CIA director is like that's not like a permanent job, you know. He's doing that for eight years, if he's lucky, or if he's lucky, the next president will keep him there, twenty four years. You know what I mean? But after that, it's all done, and you're making two hundred grand a year. Maybe you get your pension. I don't know if it's a pension job, but maybe you get a pension. But at that, now what do you do? You know what I mean? It's just, it's back to the having that retirement where you may have enough money to live a comfortable retirement, but you can't really do much anymore because you've, you've not wasted your whole life, but you've wasted a lot of time not doing things you enjoy. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, it's all about finding a way to monetize your skills, and it's finding a way to build skills that point you in the right direction. You know, one of the things that gets me going is when you talk about this government work, and you talk about people who did sacrifice, and they did uh, do a job that they enjoyed the job more than money, and there's a... a endless number of jobs where the job is better than the money, you know? Or well, yeah, as, I, 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 almost every firefighter would probably say that. Right, or military is what I'm thinking. But then you look at these people who are at the top of their game. I mean, you even even regular, they're just in the military, these people, they, they go out there, they serve their country. And once again, I believe in personal responsibility, so I'm not going to say that they couldn't have done something but at the same time you see them they're 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 a rambo to put it in movie terms they're an absolute badass and they get out and they're working some construction job because they didn't 
figuring out how to monetize their skills. And yeah, so it's not easy to monetize military skills, but what did you learn there? How, what's the transitional skills? What's the leadership skills, the work ethic skills, the organization skills? Find a way to change and monetize your skills. And it's very possible, you know, if you want, if you want to learn how to be a good cook and you want to learn how to make juicy steaks, join a barbecue club. You know what I mean? I, that's one of the things that I've always said I wanted to do is, is uh, take a cooking class because it's one of those things where, you know, that skill never leaves you. Once you can cook dank foods, you can always cook dank foods. But it's true. You, you're not going to learn how to do it unless you do that. And then, you know, if you want to get in shape, go join a workout group and start working out. It's, that's the facts. And if you want to learn how to be a self-sustaining, wealthy human being who who has a business that they run and um, who is making money passively and doesn't have to grind their ass off for some employer who more, more often than not is going to be an asshole, well, then you're going to have to actually invest time into doing that. You're going to have to join a small business club. You're going to have to um, go to uh, seminars. And I mean, that's the part. This is this is the crux of the, the argument here is that how many of you have thought about that? I mean, me and Nick have gone to a couple things, but even then it's difficult to say, hey, I'm going to go drive an hour to go to some sort of convention of small business owners, but why not? If you're trying to make the connections with people that are going to actually help you achieve those that, that vision of success, you're going to have to go meet them. And it's not going to be wherever you are, most likely. You're going to have to go out there and be proactive about it. What was it that – what was the – was it uh, Warren Buffett, the 33 – uh, what was it? Thirty-three sixty-six. Oh, no, uh, that was a uh, Ty Lopez who said that, and it, it was the rule of thirty-three. Spend thirty-three percent of your time with people. People, I don't want to, beneath sounds degrading, but beneath you, like people you're probably mentoring or training, and then thirty-three percent of your time with people at your level, and thirty-three percent of your time with someone above you, someone who's doing what you want to do, but. Right. Is successful at it, and that's why it's important to join like these groups or the go to these conve- conventions. Because when you can go out there and find yourself a partner, someone who wants to do the same thing, and now you have two people pursuing the same thing and working together, higher chance of success. And you can also find yourself a mentor. Like, what better teacher is there than someone who's already doing what you want to do? Right. Who, who's someone sorry running some similar business right and think about how much time you spend trying to learn something when you go up to someone who has 10 years experience and just say hey man like can you teach me some things first of all they're probably going to be like wow am i actually that successful that someone is asking me for advice they're going to be ecstatic to teach you and second of all you can get 10 years worth of experience in a couple hours of conversation it's 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 a no-brainer, but you got to go out there and be proactive and find these people and meet these people. Yeah, and and I'd probably say one of the last things really is uh, don't take money advice from poor people. 
Like really, it's not just money advice. It's 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 an analogy practically. Don't take advice from someone who isn't doing what you're doing or isn't. If you want to be, if if you want to be a nuclear physicist, don't ask the English professor how to do it. You go ask the nuclear physicist. If you want to go and be a professional MMA fighter, you're not going to ask Nick Van Gochea how to do it. If right. you want, <laughs> you're not going to, you're not going to ask me either. You're not going to ask either of us, but if you want to be a uh, millionaire, a self-sustaining, whether it's money based or not, if you want to have a self-sustaining business, you're going to go have to ask someone who built the self-sustaining business and, that's where you're going to learn from. You, you can't take advice from someone who... Now, one of the biggest things, this is, goes way back, and we should probably hit on it more, but the three keys to success, know what you want, take massive risks to achieve it, and don't let anyone tell you that you can't. And that's the point. Don't listen to your mom who says, oh, well, you know, you can go get a nice job working at the pharmacy. Well, all right, that's good. But what... what I mean, I totally made that up. That was kind of... <laughs> but you know what I mean? Don't listen. Don't, I mean, it's, it's, don't listen. Don't listen to your, your fam- I mean, family is one of the biggest ones. It's, it's, it's difficult, but cause they have a, they have a vision for you and it's not, it's not, it's not a negative thing. If you start to really get into uh, the nitty gritty of it, but what does a parent want? They want to create a better version of themselves. That's, is that not what you want as a parent? You want to be like, Hey, why would you not promote them being you? And that's what, you know, my, my dad did that. Uh, I'm sure your dad has done that too, or your mom, you know, it's, Hey, you know, this is what I did. It was a great path. And I'm not going to say that my dad hasn't won because my dad is an absolute winner and he's absolutely loving life. But at the same time, you know, it's hard to be like, well, you could be me or you could do something more and they're not, they're going to not, it's going to be difficult for people to say that to you. So you got to not listen to the haters straight up. Yeah. And well, I feel like another thing that people get caught up in is like, you see like these advertisements, like these gurus, like they're selling courses. Like you talked about earlier, they're selling courses and you see them pose in front of, cars that they rented and and they're posing with girls like oh get rich like me i the your best bet is to find someone local who isn't trying to sell you anything and they'll give you all the information you need for free and and basically when it comes to that is you just gotta respect them you gotta respect their time like they're giving you a great amount of knowledge respect their time add value to their life do do their hobbies with them. Yeah. And, and you also learn a lot. And that's probably one of the best people to, to take advice from. Right. Someone who's already doing that thing. A mentor. Yeah. Everyone needs a mentor. And uh, last but not least, you got to start playing golf. That's the key. Golf is this. Biz- There's more business deals made on the golf course than there is anywhere else. 
I'm telling you that. And then you know what? If you're good at golf, you go and go do a business deal on the course and you beat them. How are they going to deny you the business deal when you just uh, beat them on the course? Well, well uh, unless if uh, you can tell that they're the type of person who would be upset if you beat them, so you let them win just barely. Hey, it's possible. But I know Mason's been pushing me to play golf a lot lately. You, you got it's first of all, it's fun. Second of all, you can, you're basically, you're allowed to drink and drive, which I never support that, but you're in a golf cart, having a couple beers, working on your skill, your game, which by the way, you're never going to be too old to golf. So, and it's fun. It's, it's, a, it's a good thing to do. And a lot of business, I mean, the facts are a lot of businesses don't go for so. It's not a bad skill, but yeah, I'd say uh, the last thing, the real last thing that we'll say is there's a rumor that money changes a person and that it's going to make you a shitty person. That's not the truth at all. It's the farthest thing from the truth. The fact is, is that all it does, all money does is amplify the person's character a hundred times over, which is true. It's, it's, if, if you're a shitty person and you give them a million dollars, they're going to have a million dollars worth of shitty actions. But if you give a good person, you know, a million dollars, you know what? Maybe they change the world. That's the facts. There's all of you out there who go, well, I don't want money because uh, you know, I think that, uh, I don't want to be, you know, like the Kardashians or whatever. All right. Fine. So you tell me if I give you a million dollars right now, you're going to become that person that you don't want to become. No, the fact is, is that's not the case. You're, it's just going to magnify the person that you are. So don't be afraid of success and don't use, you know, the temptation of greed to um, limit the effort you put in to create an independent life. Because the, what's going to happen is all of you that think that way, when you do become successful, you're going to end up being a great person that helps other people achieve their dreams and, you know, does a lot of good things for the world. So at the end of the day, it's a win-win. I don't know how many times me and Nick can convince you that you might as well get out there and start being a winner, start living a free life, an independent life, uh, monetarily and occupationally, free life doing something you love to do do what you love to do make an incredible amount of money and help your family help your friends and help anyone else you want to because now you have the resources and the ability to do whatever you want so if you want to be a shitty person yeah you might have you have the resources to do that but you also have the resources to uh, change the world, like Batman. It's true. You could be the next Batman. You never know. We're not saying it's okay to dress up and fight crime, by the way. <laughs> Unless that's your thing. I don't know. I don't judge. That's what makes you personal free. And that's the point, though. If you achieve ultimate success, you can do whatever you want. So it doesn't matter what Nick's advice is. 
you're going to do what you want when you want. And, you know, for me, I want to help people. So it doesn't matter how successful I become. I'm going to constantly be trying to do things that benefit myself, my family, and the people around me. And I think that uh, most of you will too. But, um, yeah, that's all we got for today. I'd say, uh, oh, finally, the last thing is you guys go check out me and Nick's uh, hobby. Is it a, is it a, it's a business? Yeah. Where, it, I don't, I mean, so it's got a very similar message to, it's, it's White Bear. You go, we talked about it, I think, once before, but it's got a very similar message to Freedom Empowered, but it's not about uh, changing your life. It's just about helping you take your hobbies to the next level. So it's nothing, I mean, once you achieve success or whatever it is, because it doesn't cost a lot of money, but if you guys want to, if you guys are just trying to create a little bit more excitement in your life, nothing to do with being successful and just uh, get a new hobby, take your hobby to the next level, get out of your comfort zone when it comes to having fun and exploring life, you should check out uh, White Bear. It's whtbear.com. We have a Facebook page. We have all the same things we have for Freedom Empowered. And um, it's definitely a good deal. We post a lot and talk a lot about... Uh, outdoors whether it's snowboarding surfing or uh hiking okay. and there's going to be many more to come it's just the next leg it's like a it's like the uh, brainchild of freedom of power it's for the people who uh you know just want a little bit more excitement out of life go there check it out and uh that's where we'll have fun we come to freedom of power to learn you go to white bear to have a good time and uh, just explore a little more on life. But yeah, check it out, whtbear.com and uh, join the family. Me and Nick are gonna continue doing what we love and uh, we're gonna help you guys out along the way. But yeah, thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.